0: Coming to you from the Tommy oh, has a God, pea-sized bladder it. studios, <laughs> it's the Sons of Honarchy Podcast. I am Steve-O. You can find me on Twitter, at Fan and joining me is Hot Face Tommy. Hot Face
1: Tommy. Oh, that's so kind. That's oh a beef nickname. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Well, anyway, um, uh, on this week of the Sons of Anarchy podcast, we are going to be talking about all sorts of bullshits because, well, baseball sucks because uh, we're not playing it. <laughs> um, and it's all brought to you by just us. Uh, so if you could just rate, subscribe and review in your uh, downtime here, that'd be pretty fucking great. Give the podcast yep. four stars. Yep, um, we are your favorite four-star <laughs> podcast.
0: Uh Four Star White Sox Baseball Podcast. Tom, how you feeling today? Uh
1: I am not well. Uh, my friend, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm actually feeling so much better now um than I did at your wedding. Um Ooh, congratulations thank again. You. My nuptials. Uh, my nuptials. <laughs> um but Becoming, like my new favorite word. It's a great word. Um very very fun to say but the, the the real thing is i'm feeling better i'm 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 basically the only plans i have today are getting the wing stop chicken sandwich oh. I've, been, I've been trying to get get around to trying that um so that What's, is what sauce are you gonna get on is the real quick ugh, fucking lemon pepper are you kidding come on now Do you really think that's their best flavor steve i actually don't think we can be friends anymore um you don't think that lemon pepper is their their best flavor
0: i'll agree to disagree
1: how dare you what's what's your favorite then
0: don't they have like a korean barbecue one
1: don't they have a korean are we look we're going to wing stop the next time we hang out we're gonna get the korean barbecue and we're gonna get we'll the get lemon a
0: let's get let's get a mixture of flavors here let's just
1: get a i'll be honest a with nice with spread we we did a couple different for flavors it. the first couple times that we went. And then since, like, literally it was the first two times we tried a few flavors. And then after that, it's been lemon pepper only. Also, here's the problem. Wingstop. Yes. Wingstop. Wingstop just isn't that good. It's mid. Bro, I, I was joking earlier when I said I don't think we can be friends anymore. I might not be able to be your friend at the end of this if you keep talking down on Wingstop. You really think Wingstop is that good? I mean, you live it, in Chicago. There's look, plenty of other places to get better wings. Wings, fucking chickens, chicken, bro. No, I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I know that was Hell that no. was that was too That's much. blasphemous. Right I went, there. I went over the top. Um, no, but I I do think that Wingstop. It. I will say this: Wingstop is very location dependent, and we had a location on. Broadway and Addison area when we mm-hmm. lived over there it was walking distance first so big win and they were always they always slapped i don't they just they always hit so so do May- you still
0: go to that wing stop
1: <laughs> no i'm not that okay. loyal come on now i'm not going to drive 30 minutes through the city 25 through the city um to get that but See, it's not we that do good. have one oh come on we got another location that's real close, though, um, and that one, it's been a hit a couple times. We just haven't frequented it as much. Bro, I'm getting hungry talking about this. What the fuck? I I will say one other thing that I really want to try right now um, while we're on the topic of food. I've, I haven't i have had the chance to try Taco Bell breakfast. It is on the list. I sound like I'm some like schmuck that doesn't eat like actual Chicago food. <laughs> um, we'll get to that later, actually. I, I want to talk about Chicago foods later, but... Um, how's your fucking week? I know you were just with the kiddos out in the cold, cold weather with just a fucking zip up hoodie on. I had a long sleep t-shirt on too. Learn how to but, dress. Uh, you're, you are, how how old are we now? You're 28 years old, 27, 27 years old. Still. I forget. I mean, we're the same age and I forget how old we are. Yeah, exactly. So you're 27 right. years
0: old and you still don't know how to dress in the cold. I mean, here's the thing. I was cold to start, okay, when we first got there. But when I did the warm ups with the kids and all of that, because I wa- I, I'm one of those coaches that warms up with their kids, okay? I'm not one of those coaches that just barks directives.
1: Stands so. with a clipboard. Exactly. That's just A not clipboard me. resting on your beer that's, belly. That's
0: not who I am. That's just not who I am. So, that's not who you are yet, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit my thirties yet. <laughs> I haven't had my first kid, so <laughs> you, my yeah. washed-up days are coming.
1: Yeah, when you when you're, your knees start clicking when you're out there, <laughs> they they already are. So, oh,
0: it's, uh,
1: dude, you're you're. We've had this conversation on the podcast before. The, the, it's not the age of your knees. It is the Mileage of it's your not needs. about
0: the years; it's about the mileage. Exactly, baby. Yeah. Exactly. Thank and when you. When you're
1: you're running through the cornfields of Roscoe, Illinois, twenty-four-seven, uh, <laughs> in the in the early thousands, in the early aughts, yeah. you're uh <laughs> you're gonna add a couple miles, a <laughs> couple two tree. Oh god, no!
0: It's more the pavement, to be honest with you. I've been pavement Marched patty pavement, since I yeah. moved here. So uh, pavement patty, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> pavement <laughs> Peter, I don't know. Peter I don't, sounds
1: I, like something else. So you, you both are not accurate. I feel like I don't pavement know. Maybe patty, pavement, Patrick. pavement Patrick sounds like you're from like Ireland, like straight out, straight out the southside Irish. <laughs> you're you're more uh, Czech than that. So like, uh, like your favorite UFC wrestler. Oh my god! I don't want it. We. Why are we talking about Conor McGregor twice? Uh, You're. This is the uh, worst Saturday so, of my I'm life. I'm sorry,
0: Tom. I'll apologize
1: <laughs> for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Fuck you! I should have seen that coming. I cannot believe that's so bad. I. I can't talk. I can't talk about this. I already hit
0: him with it once today. It that's why right.
1: it's terrible. I can't believe oh, I didn't fantastic. see it. Fantastic. Yeah. I hope you had fun at the wedding, by the way. I had a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of people had a lot of fun. A lot of people probably listening had a lot of fun. Um but uh no, it was it was a fucking fantastic party. And I'm talking like top to bottom one of the best times that I've had in a very long time. Good, um your wedding, my guy. Very 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 very, very fun. Beginning, during, after top notch. I appreciate you saying that. I Me mean, it's a mm-hmm. lot.
0: Cause y'all are our people, and we uh, we want to entertain. So look, it was also fucking gorgeous, man. Like literally, like for early to mid October, and it being that time mm-hmm. of year in Northern Michigan, mm-hmm. it was absolutely beautiful. It
1: was the picture perfect day. Um, there are two hills that I will die on, if I may, really quick. It's yeah, that absolutely. Jose Abreu is the greatest <laughs> first baseman in the league currently. And the second hill that I will die on free agent market, sure. (laughs) Currently in the league, I don't know who Freddie Freeman is. Um, the the, the second hill that I will die on is that the most beautiful coast in the United States of America is the western coast of Michigan uh, along Lake Michigan. That is the most beautiful coast in the United States of America. Fuck you, Florida! I swear to God, it is the most beautiful thing in the world.
0: I'll let you die on that hill. I will. You let me die.
1: You'll be like, "Hey, that's my guy. He's he's dying on that hill." What? I'll let you die on that one, champ. I'll die with you (laughs) on that one. Okay, there we go. See, I was Um, wondering, like, okay, the the
0: Jose Abreu
1: one. I'm I'm just gonna let you die on that one. um, That one you're gonna let me hanging hanging out to dry. Okay, exactly.
0: Well, you you know what? You bring up Jose Abreu, Tom. What are we? Oh, White Sox baseball podcast. So let's talk about White Sox baseball, (laughs) even though. Our season, uh, as you can see by our episode name, sucks. tober twenty twenty two. <laughs> um, it sucks that our team isn't in it after being in it back to back years, all um, yep, for yep. very short periods of time. But they at least were in it. Yes. Um, we had hope back then. You're still enjoying watching playoff baseball. I, I am. I
1: yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. No, I know because you actually you're not a baseball fan. Um. So. <laughs> damn i'm I'm sorry (laughs) i'm terrible i'm terrible um no i i actually really love the playoff format um and it's it's been like a really good way to get more exciting games in with the with the additional teams and the the three game series uh out the out the outset and seeing the mets get fucking bounced hilarious tears never not funny um but in general, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it is weird. I'll, I'll tell you this. It is weird. We're not talking about the White Sox yet, but we'll get there. It's just funny that you transitions like, we're a White Sox talk bot, baseball bot, son of a bitch. I always say White Sox talk podcast. White Sox talk podcast <laughs> featuring Chuck Carbine, <laughs> who's never been on the show. <laughs> we should ask him. Uh, he would be like, uh, no. <laughs> but, I heard of you guys. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not talking about the White Sox yet. I want to get, I want to talk about the playoffs and, The... That's so depressing. Okay, I need to finish my thought. This is so, so tangenty. But the fact that we have now a third-place team in the Phillies about on the verge, one game away from advancing to the CS, that's... I don't know what that is. And we have a Padres team that was 22 games back at the end of the season. 22 games back. That's 10 games more than the White Sox Mm -hmm. were back, which is also depressing Just
0: proves how good the dodgers are and how bad the central is
1: yes but they the fucking padres they're 22 games back of of the dodgers and they're about to be advancing past the dodgers into the series cs still that's, one game away but yep yes ludicrous ludicrous that that's the the new playoff format that we're in point of all this being is that i have a solution steve make the fucking playoffs is the solution for the white no, Sox. that's no. for sure Listen, like here, put on your tinfoil is this, hat.
0: Oh, is this your, oh, great, tinfoil hat theory from Hot Take yeah. Tommy here? This is, it, how, you this oh, is how, how you fix baseball. This is how you fix baseball. Great.
1: Because, you know, this is devaluing the 162. You're about to say everybody series. should make the playoffs. Aren't everybody you? makes the playoffs. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that the 162-game the season that we all love so much is being devalued. By these all these teams entering the postseason. Mm-hmm. And now shorten you have the fucking. The fucking yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. You can you can shorten the season, but only a little bit. I wanted to take this is my theory. This is this is the plan. This is if I was Rob Manfred, um I would take <laughs> you said 120. That's too few. You're you're miming that to me. 120 is not enough games for Tommy. I need more baseball. Now, what I'll say is this. The the World Series used to be the best team in the AL and the best team in the NL. They do a seven game series at the end of the se- at the end of the season. That was it. So my theory is that you take ten games out of the middle of the season and and you you eliminate those games. You make the All Star break really fucking long. But but and by the way, I don't care about the All Star game. I think you should cancel that. So no more All Star game. That's gone. Instead, you have the best team in the American League at that time and the best team in the National League at that time at the you know 60 game mark, whatever it is. And then you have them do a seven game series and you crown like a mid mid-season, midseason classic or midsummer classic champion. And then you get like, you know, that team, a trophy or whatever, some kind of fanfare at the middle of the season. So you have a midseason champion. Huh? And then, dude, this is, this shit, that would be fucking exciting. Who's going to watch the fucking, who's going to watch the All-Star game? The lowest ratings it's ever had this season. Ever. I mean, I
0: get you with the All-Star game, but you still need a break within this huge season. We always complain. Yeah, that's why on this podcast, we've always complained that players don't get a big enough break. So what you're going to do is you are now going to devalue teams for a Mickey Mouse trophy in the middle of the year. How dare you? How you're going you to you're going to devalue this this time for a Mickey Mouse trophy, and on top of that, you know, I, I mean, now these two teams who are the best teams in the league are yep. not getting any rest.
1: Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. of all, look you already have you already have your All Star break. I'm saying you take five games on either end of it, eliminate those games. Now you have like a massive break. So it's almost like a momentum breaker if you're not in that series so it might be better for continuing momentum for the team that are in first place players to... are getting injured constantly we're having issues So fuck the All-Star team. game. No dude, I you you're not listening to how good of an Nobody idea Nobody tries team. in the All-Star game anyway really. Look, we're we're celebrating the Dodgers as if they won a real not Mickey Mouse trophy in 2020. I mean, they So did. <laughs> We might as well, fuck you. So that's what I'm saying. You might as well like have one every year if we're gonna hold that up after 60 games of a season and say that that was a real okay, trophy. Then you on. put in, you put in a a 60 game season. You know, at, the, at the, whatever pan- you you break. And
0: health pandemic
1: the world has seen since what
0: the plague. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs>
1: I think that's a fair enough fair enough excuse to have a shortened season. I don't know. Yellow fever was pretty bad, Steve, and they, it they was. kept playing, that was, that was they kept pretty good playing baseball. So. I yeah, okay, great. Maybe that was Scarlet Fever that that was during. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm just saying, what I what <laughs> that sounded like I wish we hadn't stopped playing baseball. That was not what I meant. What I what I'm saying, Steve, yeah, is that you're, you're a dick. This is the way to fix baseball is that you can value the the regular season by taking only the best team in the American League and only the best team of the National League and having them face off in the middle of the season. Clearly, you're not seeing the genius of my idea. I will step off my soapbox now and allow you to uh, continue with the podcast. Um, thank you very much. You
0: want me to fix baseball? Fix baseball for me, please. Baseball shouldn't start till May.
1: You're a maniac. I'm I love April. A baseball. Maniac. I love April baseball. It is so cheap. It is so cheap. <laughs> it's so
0: fucking freezing.
1: <laughs> Players
0: getting injured constantly. No one's ready for this bullshit. There are other sports, going, major sports going on. You're competing with basketball. You're competing with hockey. Yep, you're competing yep. with... The post-seasons
1: of both of those sports. Yes, here. exactly. The
0: start of baseball season is the end of March Madness. There's zero yep. reason. I, I just... Bump it back at l- at least at least two to three weeks, um, and then on top of that, shorten up the end of the season too, so that we're not running into this. Uh, Im- imagine, just imagine. I know it's really hard for us to imagine. This is White Sox fans that the White Sox were playing World Series baseball this year. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Okay, if they were, would we have seen World Series games in November in oh Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking football weather out there the guys are playing in fucking six inches of snow on the <laughs> infield.
1: okay like hey, that could be a reality if uh what are the teams that are like so you've got new york you've got phillies Th- these cold cities get cold they don't have roofs
0: if somebody that played softball on a flooded field one game this year it was at the absolute worst experience of my life everybody gets injured <laughs> broken twisted ankles <laughs> just feeling like shit the next day no thanks I'll take a pass, shorten up that uh, regular season, and then make sure that that postseason ends by the start of November, like within the first couple of days of November. Um, Well, I will say one
1: thing really quickly before we jump into the rest of this is that, you know, it it makes sense that you would want to like have the season end a little earlier because of how much of a corporate fan you are. You know, yep. what big you're basically saying, fan. what you're basically saying is that if there wasn't a labor dispute at the start of the season, we could have ended on time. You know, if the if these players uh, would just shut shit. up and play, you know, yep. just shut up and play big time corporate fan. here. That's Steve Smurt for you. I think I nailed him.
0: Corporate Sox fan. You already know. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's still one of my favorites uh, that I've gotten. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, well, the other Chicago teams suck tom i know i gotta diverge away from baseball for a hot second hey we don't know that the bulls suck yeah you know we well we do know the bears and the blackhawks suck yeah um
1: yeah (laughs) thursday night
0: football showcase was pretty good holy cow that has to be some of the worst primetime football (laughs) i've ever watched
1: the memes were so good that like uh, (laughs) rob or who the fuck is the commissioner of the roger goodell there you go, Roger Goodell, like scheming to put together the worst possible Thursday night football matchups and then sell it to Jeffrey Bezos for eleven billion dollars. <laughs> That's it, the funniest shit in the world, and it it's absolutely be, factual. It do be facts though. <laughs> it do be it do be like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, do you have faith on the Bulls? Uh, I have a little bit of faith. I mean, something that I re- that I've looked at in the preseason is that they look like they've got a lot more depth which is one of the things that was a huge issue last season is that like ball lonzo ball went down and then like he's uh, still out yeah he's like never coming back and then it was like the offense just was oh and levine was and levine was struggling right with knee injuries and stuff and it was just like okay um so just DeMar DeRozan. That is, that is, Iso DeMar is the entire Bulls. So, with, like, the addition of, like, these bench guys and then some of the bench guys, like, um, Drummond and, uh, fucking Dragic, like those guys aren't good, but they're good off the bench in like nineteen minutes. like they can actually give you representative play they're
0: They're okay. Andre Drummond gives me big Tristan
1: Thompson vibes from last year. I'm not no, 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 no he is not Tristan Thompson is the bottom of the fucking barrel. The, the most so painful to watch. It was bad, man. It was it like was they kept showing like fucking highlights from the finals of like oh nine or whatever the fuck it was when he went with uh, LeBron. LeBron made him look like a God. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, Tristan Thompson's going to come back and he's going to be so good. He's like fucking terrible. No. So I'm saying, but for real, like that, the, the, the depth additions of those two, plus the growth from that you're going to see in Kobe and fucking uh, Javante green in, in with an extra year and Paul with an extra year. Patrick Williams, I think there's going to be a good amount of uh, talent uh, coming out, coming out for the Bulls. Um, and uh, and glad, a healthy, you a healthy in... Zach Levine, a healthy Zach Levine. Come on now, I'm glad that you have faith in number zero. I don't.
0: Um, How dare you? I'm not a big Kobe White fan. I mean, he's fine he's, off the bench, but he's I...
1: well. That's the thing is off the bench as a shooter. What do Kyle we need? DeSousa is not a starter though. That's he's a, a fucking starter. Shooter. He is your. Chicago's finest.
0: I fucking love Io, and I loved watching him play in college. But he's not a starter.
1: I mean, he is. He's not
0: even a sixth man. The thing is, man, at his peak. How dare you? When he reaches his peak, he may be a sixth man. He's how dare you? Sorry, I I, for a for a championship team or at least a team that's gonna maybe vie for a championship or wants to. that, That that ain't it.
1: Um, well, that Lonzo beat Lonzo wow. so yeah. bad yeah no they they, 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 need like they really do especially. The thing is I think what I am building to with this bulls talk here is I think that the Bulls can uh maintain 500 ish until Lonzo gets back and then once Lonzo's back, I think they can really make a run. That's right
0: I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right I hope it's kind of the opposite of what happened last year where they got off to that super hot start right exactly. Where- either the, the best team or tie for the best team in the East. And then it all went downhill. Um, they just couldn't keep up with the firepower. Hashtag you six just, tape.
1: Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I know how triggered you get by that. <laughs> so I had that's to. Trash, bro. What a trashy organization. <gasps>
0: oh, shit. Um, all right. As we always say, we are. A White Sox baseball podcast. Yeah, so- we already said it
1: once, and we have, and we, we said it, and then immediately started talking about everything but the White Sox.
0: Well, I mean, we <laughs> talked about baseball, <laughs> and got to the White Sox part. Hold on, we got to the base. We got to the non. We got to baseball without the White Sox. Uh-huh. We got to Chicago without the White Sox.
1: Or the Bears, cause fuck them,
0: <laughs> right? So let's bring in the White Sox. There we um, go. Now we're
1: talking. Exactly, Johnny Cueto, right? He was on a Johnny horse.
0: Cueto. All right, here we go. You know, let's play this game, Tom. <laughs> the White Sox have a list of um, unrestricted free agents this year. Um, who? Oh, you have it in front of you. Mostly, we're on. I can pull it up pretty quickly. Um, short-term deals, and and mm-hmm. obviously your guy Johnny Cueto is uh is one of those guys, Tom. So He's starting with Johnny life. Cueto. What's up? He's living his best life. Oh, I mean, yes, he is, as he should be. Um, <laughs> let's start with Johnny Cueto, and I'll work my way through the rest of the list. And I want you to tell me. We'll do a little bit of, you know, quick quick response, and then I'll ask you, you know, afterward. Uh, quick response on the the rest of the, or, um, Johnny Cueto and the rest of the guys. Are you re-signing them, or are you letting them
1: walk? So, Johnny Cueto. For Johnny Cueto specifically, I want to re-sign him. I think it'll be hard to do so at the minor league deal that we gave him last year. Tough to. I, he I still, to ma- still
0: made four point. He made four point two million dollars last year. It wasn't just a minor league deal. Well, it was a minor league deal with that initially, like, with the caveat that he would make it up mm-hmm. to the majors,
1: and he did. and He made four point two mil. So. <sighs> All of that considered, like if we could structure a similar deal, because I think he's a depth piece that, and and I think that remains true. Like he's a depth piece that this year went off. It doesn't mean that he will go off next year. That there, there's no he's, and I know what a lot of people are. This was supposed to be quick, quick. So I am going to want to re-sign him, but I want to structure the deal just as last year. That's what I'll say.
0: Okay. You know what? Well, I'll let you explain then. I was going to do rapid fire type. What's I, fu- I can't get that. Can't I'll just give why. you time to explain to everybody. <laughs> All right. Another guy who was kind of surprising for the White Sox this year uh, in regard to his production was Josh Harrison.
1: Yes, I uh, he has a club option. Are you giving him the club option? I'm giving him the club option. I'm going to be honest. And I know that's, like, ridiculous, but I'm of the mind that second basemen's are bad. He's two for always. two, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to bring back the
0: 2022 team. Run it back one
1: more You're time. damn right, I do. No, I, I think specifically, like, you need depth in starting pitching, so Johnny Cueto makes sense because he played well for you and you could probably get him on a minor league and see if you can put him in the same situation with the same organization and catch some of the magic again so that's where i'm coming from with him with josh harrison i'm of the mind that basically why not resign him because all second basemen are bad anyway um so so that's not true i know that that like is a controversial opinion but i they are the relief pitchers of the infielder of the infield Mm -hmm. they're all failed shortstops just like all relief pitchers are failed starters that's just factual i i don't know what else to tell you
0: or it's guys who have gotten older and aren't able to range as much like josh harrison
1: Harrison. so why not bring him back on a team option it's a little continuity there so you're re-signing those two club options
0: fantastic (laughs) um (laughs) All right. Let me bring up the big question. And and there have been press reports already that have been stated about this one. I'll hit you with the bombshell one. Jose Abreu, Tom, Jose
1: Abreu. Yeah, we're bringing him back. And uh, I think the thing that I've said to you before is, is this Steve, that the, (laughs) this is ridiculous. Is it ridiculous? Because go ahead, baby. When you have the best free agent, first baseman on the market, and you are vying for a championship, like take the name away from it. Take the name away from it. I believe that Jose Abreu is the best free agent first baseman on the market. Uh, or free one of the best free agents, period, and the best at his position. Let's put it that way. If you are vying for a championship, do you want to go with somebody unproven at first base? Not to say that Andrew Vaughn is going to be a bust. I don't think he will be, but he is unproven as a starting first baseman in the major leagues because he hasn't done it before. So are you going to go with that or are you going to go with somebody who is literally the best at their position on the free agent market right now? Might as well go with the guy who's the best uh, if you're going to contend for a championship. So that being said, Jose Reyes should be in White Sox uniform next year. And I, I've i said it before. I think it's smart money because he might take a hometown discount. He might. And that, that would make it smart money.
0: That's so funny.
1: All right. The only thing, this is the caveat. This is the caveat right here. I'll grant you, the only thing that needs to be a stipulation when you bring back Jose Reyu is that he begins to start trading time at first base. One thing, the one mark fin- on him... Finally playing that, into my narrative from the last year and a half. Well, look, th- yes, because the last year and a fucking half was way too fucking early for this shit, Steve. Fuck you. I'm sorry. That was anger. That was anger. It came out of me. I don't know what to tell you. Why so hostile?
0: Well, because especially
1: considering the organization has said they're going to
0: part ways now. And now you have Andrew Vaughn who has not had enough experience at first base. So go
1: ahead. Again, he hasn't had enough experience at first base because he was playing behind one of the best first basemen in the entire American League. So why would you? Anyway, so. The point of it being that if you bring him back, there needs to be the stipulation. Starting now, not a year and a half ago, Steve, because that was too early, but starting now, you have trading time at first base. And that's something that you'll have to convince Jose Abreu of because you know he is stubborn in the sense that he wants to play first base every day, no matter what. You'd have to convince him, hey, you need to take some off days. Hey, you need to play DH. Hey, you need to, you know, let on Andrew Vaughn start today ahead of you, you know, that'll be, you know, trim it down to like, he's starting a hundred games at first base this season and then find ways to fit him in otherwise and and have Andrew, Andrew Vaughn start, you know, the other 62 games at first base, find, find ways to make that happen. Um, You use the injured list with him being that he's older, you know, you can, you can tell him like, Hey, your knee hurts kind of take 15 days here figure something out like that um, with Jose Abreu. And I still think that that is the way to go. That was a long tangent, but I I really feel strongly about that because I have to defend. I, I can't believe that I am in the minority here that I have to defend Jose Abreu's honor. He was the one shining thing about this organization for the last decade. Almost. He's got nine years in the league and you guys are, I'm speaking to the fan base now. Y'all are so quick to throw them to the fucking wind. Like, just cause you had we had a shit season doesn't mean we should throw all the pieces away from this this team. It's like the main problem in my vision is gone. You don't have Tony LaRoos in the dugout anymore. So why are we throwing away the entire core that we were so excited about that made the playoffs twice? You know, we should not throw away the pieces that we have we should maintain those pieces continue with it and and put in place a better coaching staff somebody who is willing to develop the talent on the team willing to utilize the talent that they have in front of them to the best of, to the best uh, to their peak of their abilities do you want me to go down the Jose Abreu path with you now, or
0: should I hold off and go through the rest of the? Uh, should probably go through the rest of the list because otherwise okay. we will right. never finish. We will never fantastic, finish. fantastic. Um, so let's uh, talk about Lucas Giolito and his thirty-year of arbitration. What do you want to do about that?
1: Uh, well, we can't like just release him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do about it? I mean, with it's arbitration, right? So you you settle. You know, you you. You figure out a way to settle in an arbitration and, and continue having him on the team. There's no other really if, ands, or buts about it. Okay. I think that that'll it'll be a, a smaller settlement. Like he'll end up taking you, you I think in arbitration you always get a bump. But I think you know, this bump will be considerably smaller than
0: He made, he made about seven and a half million last year. So, so I'm okay. thinking he'll
1: make like ten. just under eight million.
0: He'll make ten. I don't know, man. He pretty much fucking sucked. So yeah, he did. You're right. He absolutely sucked. So I mean, that's just something to keep in consideration. Um, next guy, um, Vince Velasquez. He can go. Bye bye. Okay, I'm glad that you're finally. <laughs> um, you will
1: have to find a swingman, though. Uh, third, unless if that's well, Rayo. Re-
0: I was about to. That's my next caveat, or my next. Uh, I don't know. My nice transition there. Reynaldo Lopez, huh?
1: I think you have to bring him back. I think like he showed you and he's homegrown. That's the other thing is like, although, fuck, man. I mean, you're talking about the most expensive bullpen in the fucking league. I don't know. I, I'm hat. Nah, fuck. I shouldn't he's have not it. just a bullpen guys. The problem, my gut. Yes. Like that. It's a good point. My gut says bring back Reynaldo Lopez, he is Hector Santiago. I love that Hector, Hector Santiago. <laughs> and I like Reynaldo Lopez
0: in his current role.
1: I exactly. I think that's the part of it is that you know, hey, he he's going to have to start maybe a couple games. You don't want to have him in a full six-man starter kind of a role, but you do want him as an option in a pinch. I think, you know, his he pitched so well too. Like it's hard to to argue that he's not valuable. And so bringing him back is is a big, would be a big win. Um it's just a matter of, you know, considering the fact that you already have one of the most expensive bullpens in the entire league. You'll have to put money in the in right field and take it away someplace, probably. Although it's not my fucking money, I don't care. Sign him, sign him. Yeah. him back. yep. Number no. one, it's not your money. Number two,
0: you talked about right field, and I can tell you right now who's going to be your opening day right fielder for the Chicago White Sox. You don't want to hear it, Gavin Sheets. It might be, but depending on development. Could be Oscar Colas. Hell yeah. Um, always in the option. He's continue down the, option. the ARB list. Um, I mean, there's some guys who I don't even need to bring up because they're going to make, I don't know, one, one and a half mil at the most. Ruiz, Kopex, Ruiz Kopec, they're probably going to make that much. And then Cease will make a little bit more than that um, just because um, it's all their first year of ARB. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any debate on if those guys are coming back. Right?
1: No, no,
0: maybe not Ruiz. I don't know, but I think you still bring back Ruiz. No, Cause he's going to be, you absolutely um, no.
1: bring back Ruiz. You need depth in the bullpen. You, you, you don't have the bottom of the bullpen is sh- pretty much shit. So you, you have nothing in the minors by all accounts, you know, basically the, the team is fucking shit at development. So if you need to keep on, you need to take the talent that you know, has, proven it at the major league level and keep that yeah
0: so. oh i know there were a couple bullpen arms down in triple a this year that they really liked hunter shriever was one of them mm. i'm trying to remember the name of the other guy i don't know how they ended up finishing out the year but i agree i mean you're just not going to get a bullpen arm that's had that much experience for a million you're like a million bucks this day yeah. these days you just don't yeah. um the one that i really wanted to ask you about this is gonna be the last one. Oh, and Danny Mendick is definitely going to come back too. He's coming back, yeah. Um
1: Adam Engel, Tom, last year of arbitration, made 2 million this year, probably will make drop, 3. You can drop him. You can absolutely drop him. You like the fuck is the point of, you know, getting AJ Pollock as a fourth outfielder yep. if you have Adam Engel or rather what's the fucking point of having Adam Engel as a fourth outfielder if you have A.J. Pollock, you know, there already. I think that's a better way to say it because Adam Angle is the one that's the odd man out, not you know, the other outfielders. He right. He's his bat wasn't good enough and his honestly his fielding wasn't that great. Um, You know, he, he he's able to make some spectacular plays, but sometimes he takes some bad beats yeah. on
0: some balls yep. or then the drop ball in Baltimore yep. that one game. Exactly.
1: So it might be a, a fact of like he's not seeing the field enough to get a good, you know, you know keep the momentum of like regular games well, just the regular whatever. playing right? yeah exactly I mean, and, but if if you if he's the kind of player that needs regular play to make sure that he's still got it whatever it is then he's not going to get it with us so he might as well you know go play for the fucking rays or some shit i don't know the rays
0: <laughs> yet watch they turn exactly. out go they turn Adam Engel into a 30 30 player that has, has plus plus defense, you know? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that would be on brand for a Tampa Bay race. Kevin Kiermaier, 2.0. All right. Well, you mentioned the outfield thing, right? And I love that you mentioned AJ Pollock as a fourth outfielder because to be honest he, with you. That's
1: what he is. That is what, what he is. is to his be beast. honest
0: with you, just looking at what he was able to do this year, he was stretched too far. Okay. AJ Pollock hadn't played a full season since 2016. Um, Remember when that I had was? To do that- no, that 30, was at his peak. Here's the thing is, I think if you give him 120 games, 400 at bats, yeah, somewhere in that range, like, you know, you give him that three 350 to 425 at bats a year. Yep. He's going to thrive. I think they just putting him in a complete starting role every single day took a toll on him that he just can't take anymore. Um, so not- I love that you bring him up as a fourth outfielder. Who are your starting three outfielders next year?
1: Well, you've got Luis Robert. You've got. And
0: hopefully he stays healthy because I would
1: love to see a healthy Luis. Right field's the question mark. And I think you got to keep left field open for Eloy Jimenez to start the whole season. Like, I know a lot of people want him DHing. I disagree. You know, I think that left field is. Again, I'm of the mind that. If the ball's over the shortstop's head, the left fielder picks it up and throws it in, it's not fucking hard. You can hide a, a bad glove in left field, and a it's, lot of teams do it.
0: It's not oh. about the bad glove. It's about the injuries for me Look, with the boy.
1: Right, but what are you going to put them in fucking like bubble wrap? No. Like the, the thing that we did this season, one of the main issues with the White Sox in 2022 is that we put a lot of guys on... Uh, they we treated him with kid gloves and they fucking weren't ready for the games and we didn't win enough and you know we had sunday fucking special lineups resting guys too early in the season and then it didn't matter in the long run because we lost you know we lost too many games to make up later on i i i will not do this like you know don't don't want to start the guy because he might get injured. It's like no, fucking let him play. If he gets injured, then you should have enough depth to adapt. But I I'm sorry. I know you that's not what you were saying, but I am coming from it from this perspective of I'm not going to say, "Oh, we should sit this guy some days. We should, you know, kind of treat him with kid gloves because that shit is what tanked our 2022 season. Full stop. All right, Tom. Let me start with this. A guy only playing 84
0: games is not treating them with kid gloves. It's a guy who was injured. A guy who cannot stay healthy. A guy who is made of glass. And that is my problem with putting Aloy Jimenez out in left field. What if I told you that the White Sox have Jordan Alvarez on their team?
1: Then he's a DH.
0: Jordan Alvarez is... That is Aloy Jimenez. Eloy Jimenez has a better... When he was a prospect, he was rated... To have a better hit tool, a better power tool, and a better in game or, or raw power tool, and a better in game power tool than your Don fucking Alvarez. And I'm not even gonna blame development. This is a guy in a 504 plate appearances, 468 at bats, hit 31 homers his rookie year, right? 31 fucking homers his rookie year. Okay. The next year in 55 games because of the pandemic year. In 213 at-bats, he hit 14 bombs. This guy has all the fucking talent in the world sitting at the plate, and that's where he needs to use it. I know the White Sox in 2000, the year 2000, bringing it way back, 99-2000, were hesitant to move their pretty young, slugging, first baseman to DH because of injury concerns and because of you know, well why 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 would we do that? He's okay at first. You know, he's not you know first base is an easy position to play. That's and what did they do? They finally moved him to DH. They made the right move, they moved him to DH, and then they won, I think, 93 games that year. I uh, They need to treat this the same way they treated Frank Thomas. He needs well, to be a full-time DH. I don't give a shit that he's only what twenty-four. Six years old, I think. Right. 25. Sure. He's gonna be 26 in November. It's time. We we can see, we have seen he is terrible on defense. And right now, the White Sox can't afford to give up any more ground on defense. They are bad defensively. Pardon me, they are atrocious defensively. Okay. Look, they but cannot he, give up any more ground. You put a solid Defensive left fielder out there. You move him to DH. You have an everyday DH. If somehow he gets hurt, then you fill him in with Gavin Sheets. Then you fill him in with somebody else that can hit. Okay, Andrew Vaughn. Look, well, I don't think they're bringing you back, but that's another thing.
1: Okay, so this is I I I think the crux of this argument for me is whether or not it, it depends on who they're bringing in. If you're if you're talking about the current construction like no free agents as in Jose Abreu doesn't come back, then I think I can get on board with your argument. But if you know you're me and the ideal situation if you're Rick Hahn and the White Sox in my mind is to have DH for space training time with Andrew Vaughn and Jose Abreu, like a clean platoon where if one's first base, the other's DH. And if one's DH, the other's first base. That I think is the cleanest way to do the White Sox season next year for me. Now, let's say that that's not happening and that Jose Abreu is not a White Sox and he's on the Cubs, like Bruce Levine apparently is reporting that the Cubs are showing interest in him this year. So let's say that something like that happens. Then, and only then, can I get on board with what you're saying, is that he should be a full-time DH. The issue of the 2022 White Sox was that there were too many first-base DH types Correct. on the team. Correct. Now, to simply say going into 2023, Steve, that you're going to make one player the full-time DH does nothing to address that issue. Because you still have that glut of, you know, Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets hanging out. And behind. Jose
0: Abreu in your picture. Now, here's what the not re-signing and, Jose.
1: And who the fuck are you ready to go down our, this line? Our biggest uh, Yasmani Grandal problem, by okay. the way, because he is also going to be taking DH at bats.
0: That's a I mean, hey, that's a bad sign by your guy, Rick Hahn, right? I don't know
1: what you, I'm, but I'm still pointing so out Yasmani.
0: The Yasmani, they're not going to cut Yasmani, and the hope is that Yasmani comes reach. back healthier and stronger and isn't swinging a wet pool noodle because literally that's what he was doing all year. Every yeah. time he was making contact, it was literally just the weakest contact in the world. Yes, it was. He needs to just go into the lab and figure it out. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm convinced that Yasmani Grandal, despite maybe not having as much value at catcher as he used to, right defensively, he's going to come back and he's going to hit the ball. I absolutely I'm, I'm pretty convinced in that. I
1: think that knee lingering knee issue was a huge thing for him. And if he can get that right, then he can get that power back.
0: That's right. me. So you're talking now you want to talk about the lingering first base DH issue, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying moving Eloy to DH full time wouldn't work. It's not viable. So here's the thing. Number one, luckily, you know, not great, but Eloy can go out and play left field if someone gets hurt, right? Say someone in the outfield gets hurt. Now, Aloy can shift from DH to left field instead of, and actually, his primary position in left field, not the Gavin Sheets Andrew Vaughn experiment that we've seen out and right, which has literally been one of the worst things I've ever seen defensively. Literally, I, I I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, and Gavin Sheets actually looks in and, makes Andrew Vaughn, or pardon me, Andrew Vaughn makes Gavin Sheets look like a goddamn coal Glover. And yeah. you can look at the defensive runs saved and, and the range and all that. Mm. You know. Um, now Sox aren't giving up on Sheets because he's under team control. I these they're not giving up on Sheets. He's a lefty power bat who can actually rake against righties. And guess what? The White Sox didn't have that this year. Sheets is the only guy. Now, the White Sox need to go out and get what, Tom? Looking at their lineup. Right Looking, fielder. They need to go out and get an outfielder and they need to go out and get a, a what?
1: Don't say second baseman.
0: No, 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 no. I'm sa- I'm thinking in regard to a bat, in regard to that bat that's in outfield. They oh, need to be oh, a left field power bat. They need to get a left field at least or, or, or a left-handed, or, power, left-handed power bat. 100%. Or or at least I mean, here's the thing. You've got plenty of pop in your lineup. You've got <laughs> Bro, a, a, as long as they can get developed that way, right? They've shown flashes of it. Vaughn has shown flashes of it. Aloy has definitely shown flashes of it. Yasmani has. Okay. Are you about to say a contact first left right fielder? I'm saying a high on base left
1: fielder. Who is it, Tom? You tell me. What What are we looking for here? Because I'm not on this boat with you. So if you're going to take me there, you got to take me. And there.
0: per year, if you get him full time, which honestly. When you're looking at the lineup construction of the White Sox and you're looking at the long-term needs, they need a long-term outfielder. Yes, one that one that has played solid center field and can be transitioned to a corner as time goes on or right away. And it's Brandon Nimmo, baby. Oh, my God.
1: Fuck you. Fuck you and your Mets love. I cannot this is let la- yeah I'm going crazy. I'm actually going crazy. this is just this is the same off season to you. It's just sub out Conforto's name for Nemo's name. I hate you for this. I'm going I'm gonna go insane. I, do you I, want
0: the most sure thing, Tom.
1: do you want the most
0: sure thing in you, the outfield? no or do I, you want or do you want to li- no, you don't you no do you want to live with Eloy's atrocious d eight or pardon me. Aloy's oh, well, atrocious left field, which is probably going to get him injured. Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn, uh, platooning no, out in right field, you and no, Jose Abreu back gone. at first
1: base. I don't want the platoon at right field. I want to put Gavin Sheets in the minors, and if he you, you know if he's out of options, he's out of options. He gets picked up on waivers, whatever. I don't want him on the team anymore. Not,
0: why not? Why not?
1: Because Where are you getting the left-handed power bat from you, signing Josh Bell. No, I'm not shining. That's another first baseman, Steve. There's your
0: problem. I'm fixing Joey your problem Gallo. for you.
1: Joey Gallo. You
0: know what? I wouldn't be upset with Gallo either.
1: I want Joey Gallo way more than I want your Brandon Nimmo. And I people are going to think I'm crazy, taking crazy pills. No, I, I 100% think that that's a better idea that lefty power bat like let him just barrel a couple over that right field fence get some confidence back from you know what was depleted when he was out in new york like let's just bring him in and he can be out there it would be then you have four outfielders again with Eloy, luis uh i almost said fucking nimmo gallo and uh pollock the fish boy. You know, you that's your four outfield. I like it. I like it. And then you have trading time at, at DH. You have uh Jose Breu and fucking Andrew Vaughn and sometimes some Yasmani Grandal action in there at DH. And I'm 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 gonna be honest, I'm good with that. You know, people can talk about how second base, blah blah blah. Honestly, I'm gonna if I can go back in time, maybe I don't sign Josh Harrison back and let Danny Mennick be our second baseman. You know, fuck it, right? So, again, I'm 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 not sold on Nimo. I'm really not. That's not pop. I need pop. I need dongs. I need dingers.
0: You need a 400 on base guy, and that's no, what Brandon Steve, Nimmo. Is. No.
1: There was enough on-base. There was traffic on the bases all fucking season. There wasn't. The White Sox were 18th in on-base percentage this year, Tom. 18th.
0: They finished lower than the Cubs.
1: I'm telling you, Steve, I want bombs. I want dongs, and I want dingers. That's what you need to sign this off.
0: 3-10 on-base percentage. 3-10 as a team get on base as a team get on base why do we love people tom like Yasmani Grandal when he's performing well why do we love Yoan Moncada when he's performing well
1: because they get on base because they get and on that's base why when they you're expecting these bounce back seasons from people and, and what happens and, when they don't you got to do something about no, it no i understand that like but we're going to live and die with this team because that's the way that the contracts are lined up So if you think that at their peak, these guys are on-base guys, then don't get another fucking on-base guy. Get somebody who can drive those guys in. I mean, driving runs in comes in from getting on-base. Okay. And then on top of that, I I think most singles in a season and did not drive in runs.
0: I think there are enough guys in the middle of your lineup that can provide that pop that you want that you're looking for. Okay. I think you can't I think it's easier to go out and get a bunch of guys that are high on base guys and let that power flow through what's already there. At least with this current lineup construction. On top of that, what if I told you that Brandon Nimmo had almost as many home runs as Joey Gallo this year?
1: You're taking a, I, I am ready to throw out all of the Yankees numbers that Joey Gallo had he was not right when he was playing with the Yankees so I'm not willing to accept that intellectual knowledge that you just gave us I disagree but I look I'm not going to be getting onto your Brandon Nimmo train I I see I see I would not be like defensive value as well I would same with Joey Gallo. Same with right, Joey Gallo. But I'm just letting Let you know. Me. I'm just letting you know. Oh yeah. Thank you for letting me know. I will take that knowledge and I will throw it in the waste paper basket where it belongs. But thank you for letting me know. Um we're we're not gonna agree on that. We'll probably be rehashing it again and and I will look at a longer list of outfielders that I can present. Three, four, maybe five outfielders that I'd rather have than Brandon Nemo, because I'm sure they're on the market. But uh, for now, let's turn to something a little bit more lighthearted, shall we? Uh, we we've come it. to the end of a season. We've come to the end of a season and we um are not watching baseball that the White Sox are playing anymore, at least. But let's dream of, of better times. Let's uh, clearly the 2022 White Sox had the curse of the goose on them. But what is the best way to bring back the good juju to the south side? Now, the obvious answer is going to be a good offseason. So let's let's pretend that an outfielder. Exactly what I was just gonna. That's (laughs) That's a good one. That's why I put this caveat. Besides the obvious answer, which is you know, have a great offseason. That would bring the good juju back to the south side for sure. Now What are other options in your mind? And if you don't have any. Oh, I I got it. I got it. I got it. First off,
0: Dollar dog day has to come back. I'm sorry. Like period. That's end of discussion. Mm -hmm. The morale of this team, the playoff mentality, or even just hopes of the playoffs in 2019, like that were in the future for the year after. Mm -hmm. Rested. On the shoulders of Wednesday dollar dog night. <laughs> How else are you going to get people in the fucking ballpark on a Wednesday night? <laughs> randomly. Yeah. If no, it's not totally. for dollar dog night, man. You got to bring back dollar dog night. I I don't have a reason to go to the park on Wednesday night. I mean, I got a weekend package right? tickets. Like, I'm no. not going to randomly a of, buy a Wednesday night. A lot of night. people. A lot less, of people cut back. Only two reasons why. If I'm going to go randomly on a Wednesday night. Dylan Cease is pitching. Or dollar dog night. <laughs> So that's my first. that's the first promo baby. You got that's, something for us? Tom?
1: That's a pretty good one. I am uh, of the mind that we need to work on the promos during the game as well. Um but I'm saying you take the Bona Beef race, take it off the scoreboard and put it on the field baby. Okay. Get some Bona Beef outfits. Get a, I'll get, get a fucking, find that. Get a kid out there to race the, the Bona Beefs. Have I, the, I need I need cheesy to keep making it look easy,
0: you know, just dude, to make crazy Matt or a uh, part real? of Matt.
1: Get a fucking Olympic sprinter and put them in the cheesy one and just have cheesy win every fucking time. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> that is the best thing that the Atlanta Braves do. Have you heard right. about this? The freeze. freeze. Uh, yeah, The freeze. Eat The freeze is really fun. And I'm uh, that's kind of where this inspiration came from is like, you take the freeze with the fan interaction and have a fan yeah. racing him. Yeah. And you combine it with the sausages in uh, in fucking uh, no, it's beefs. It's not sausages. It's no, beefs. you combine it with the sausage race that they do oh, out in, in Milwaukee. The in Milwaukee, got and you. smash it together. You got one fan against the beefs on the field. I'm telling you that that could go really well. And you want you want fun some? As you fuck. want some fast mother effers in in those beef costumes? Yes, I want some fast motherfuckers in the beef costumes and i want just like
0: bo- just like bone of beef runs through your system we got some fast ones out on the yes. field yes yes absolutely there there's the motto um absolutely. do you think
1: that Stevie would bring a juju random stadium. question do you think you could beat the freeze tom no fucking chance literally do you think, do you think i could beat the freeze chance. also zero chance the freeze
0: isn't that fast have you seen these videos i mean actually the freeze is fast pardon the me but you get, you get a huge fast.
1: you get a huge head start Yes, yes, but you were never a sprinter, Steve. You I wasn't ever. Never... <laughs> I'll let you do the math on how long ago that was later, but I <laughs> I don't think you could beat the freeze. I think you could beat the freeze if it was all the way around the whole park, like the the whole outskirts of the diamond or oh, the, the field. But from outfield edge to outfield edge,
0: I think I got enough speed left in these legs, baby.
1: Yeah, but you also have to think, Steve. It's mid-game, right? You don't treat yourself well. You don't treat your body well. <laughs> you, you, Steve Smirk, do not treat your body well. No government innings. innings. <laughs> Good point. You, Steve, do not – Steve O, do not treat your body well um, from innings one through six. So this is not, you know, prime Steve O – out there running that's true is seventh inning steve steve, so, steve
0: the name you mentioned and steve o are two very totally different, different people very different people they're
1: very different people you know um here's the at, thing if you at, told at, me at,
0: that yeah. i had to race the freeze if i had to beat the
1: freeze i would hold myself back well that's the thing you you, you don't get told until probably this in my mind you know well, they you're, probably you're, pick you're, the drunkest motherfucker out there right they and grab you, 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 you go no, beat the freeze yeah yo sixth inning hey come on down and try to beat the freeze. And you're like, okay, you know, like you're not, you're not of sound mind and body by the time they get you down there. And that's how they always, you know, that's why the freeze always wins, you know, unless if you can sober up and get a cup of coffee in you, before the time you get down to the field, you're fucked, you know? And I think that, that you could do the same shit with the and I think it would be fun as fuck if like you can sign a waiver before you get on the field and the beefs can kind of rough you up on the way, make it a real like Chicago feel where it's like, you know, ah, you're gonna come to the South Side, huh? You're gonna get fucking beat up by these beefs, then, huh? Like that, that I wanna see. So I'm just saying, you know, that's that's a way to get some good juju back on the south side. I think that's great. I think that's great. I would um also move speaking of promotions.
0: Can they stop doing the free t-shirts like during 110 games?
1: I'm telling you, that That's is ridiculous. Yeah. Like what mm-hmm. the what? how the hell am I supposed to get that? What? Yeah. If you go into a 110 game, like tickets should just be dirt cheap and yeah.
0: like 110 during the week. Tickets should just be dirt cheap. We'll give you like something fun as you walk through the gate. Yep. Not not these fun, awesome t-shirts that people have put their like. Hard earned time and effort, like the artists that yeah, the artist t shirts that like they're awesome. I want more of them, them and I can't get more of them, right? right? Unless I go on eBay and buy one for $40. Yeah, uh, thanks, my suck summer. For you
1: know, (laughs) hey, there, he, he, there's a market and he provides a service. That's you don't knock him, you don't knock him. It's like, it's like $50 for a t shirt.
0: You (laughs) like like that reference right there?
1: Yeah, that's funny. He's got a, He's got a deal running right now where you can get two Steins for 25 That's not bad. Okay. So you talking my language, especially after Kayla broke that one.
0: Ever tell you that story?
1: She smashed it on that. She like,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, we were at a game. Uh, it was the halfway to St. Patrick's game uh, 2021. Um, and it was the beer Stein giveaway. We both got one. We we're both super excited. We had a lot to drink. Kayla took hers to the bathroom with her and she dropped it from like waist level like i think she may have purposefully dropped it from waist level too just being like oh this will be fine and she sets it down like as she's going to the bathroom and she broke the handle off of it and left wow. a nice crack in it and i was like nope that's going in the garbage so i
1: mean yeah so it's, it's a it's a hazard to have something like that for beverages in your household cuz you probably <laughs> you'd probably grab it and be like this can hold liquor and the- <laughs>
0: You know, I cracked I cracked a wine bottle the other day and still drank out of it. So all exactly (laughs) that's
1: what I'm fucking saying.
0: Exactly, Um, exactly.
1: Also, you didn't start the story off right. Now that you're married, you're you're supposed to start every story with Kayla in it as my wife. My wife. (laughs) Great success. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, we've got more. We've got more options here. We got to get through these really quick. So I'm saying, you know, you took out the the goose and you got to put something else in there that that like l car is nice and all but you need something where you can take photos uh and and have a good beer out there with something that is reminiscent of chicago like the goose island gooses so i say you get some like you commission some you know fucking sculptor to get out there and you put a beef in front of them and you say sculpt this out of bronze but make it 10 feet tall and you and you get the most beautiful fucking realistic beef bronze beef that you could put out in the outfield and put that out there all right
0: and i see what you were talking about earlier with chicago food now yep.
1: yes yes and don't stop there get him to do you know put a chicago dog in front of him have him do a 10 foot chicago dog just the most beautiful fucking bronze dog that you could ever have put that on there i'll put be 100
0: percent honest with you though bona beef is corporate dude that's why
1: dude this is an unnamed beef this is you know unnamed
0: beef okay bona's not gonna sponsor this
1: okay no no sponsorships allowed no vienna beef for the hot dog either so i'm telling you you get uh, a beef
0: in a malort shot
1: that's what it really needs to be and that (laughs) That, can actually be branded. that's the sponsorship there no you because this is the thing that i'm talking about here is the goose was only one season I want these to be fucking staples of the park. Like, you come to the south side of Chicago, you come to a Sox game, you take a photo with the thing that the Chicagoans hold dearest, is that their food is fucking bomb. Beef and you and take more a photo with the beef, you take a photo with the dog, you take a photo with the Polish, you get a Polish with onions, you get a statue of that, put that in there too. You take a photo with the tavern style, with the cheese pull, you get a, like, I'm talking four, like 10 foot tall, Chicago food statues like this would be the stupidest fucking thing ever, but I love your idea. Look at how I love it,
0: but this is horrendous.
1: I'm telling you right now, Steve, the beauty of that architecture just out in the out in the outfield, you know how many people would like walk up there and take drunk photos of that shit? I'm telling you, Steve, that shit would be fire out in the outfield. Imagine somebody hitting a four Joey Gallo hitting a four and a foot bomb. Right into the right into the like garden on top of the Chicago dog, I'm telling the, you. The Garden of, of Chicago food, my God. Yes. Yeah. All right.
0: This is this is a good place
1: for us to wrap up because this has gone (laughs) off the rails badly. I'm telling Um, you, these are good ideas. This is how to bring back the good juju to the south side. I want as many statues of Chicago foods. I'm I'm crazy. I'm Brandon Nemo and Josh
0: Bell are how you bring back good vibes to the south side. That's my final thought. Tom, you got (laughs) anything
1: else for us? I am uh only here to sign one what first base dh type and it's in so dumb. um so dumb, i'll dude. end it right there uh jose breu to the south side and um in han we trust revamp this
0: lineup this team must and that also includes <laughs> your guy out the window sorry thank you everybody for tuning in for over an hour my lord all right We will see you on the flip side. We will be doing this on a more regular basis now that at least my life has calmed down. I don't know about Tommy's, but hopefully that that basement gets fixed up soon. It's almost back, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.